Hey there, and thanks for joining me as I show up to give you powerful, practical, quick, and kingdom tools for you to go out there and live your best life, to show up every day as the best, healthiest, fullest version of yourself, and to live a joyful, abundant, and destiny-filled life. You know, sometimes I might talk about things I've learned, being a wife, a mom, a sister, friend, pastor, mentor, a mentee, a human being. I might share a ridiculous story, and there are some ridiculous stories from my own journey, my successes, and the not so much. I might unpack practical tips and relationship tools. I might encourage you, challenge you, make you laugh, make you cry, and maybe some days it will be all of the above. The point is, I'm really excited, and I hope you are too. So, Grab your coffee, sit down with me, Danielle Steinspring, and let's start living. Hello again, and welcome back to the Hey There podcast. I'm Danielle Steinspring, and I'm so excited to join you again for a new episode Hey guys, I have some really exciting stuff in the works and some things I'm pretty excited about. So I haven't been recording as much as I like to record because I've been distracted by other things and it's been a healthy distraction. It's been stuff that's kind of happening behind the scenes and I I don't want to give it away too soon, but there are some exciting things coming um, for me, for uh, Andy and I, and for the Hey There brand. And so if you would just stay tuned, like stay in this journey with me. I know I keep teasing at things to come, but if you can just stay plugged in, stay engaged, stay with me here. I can't wait to just be able to say like some of this stuff out loud as we're able to move into some new things and some new arenas and some new dreams that the Lord has really put on our hearts. And I don't know. It's just an exciting time. So sometimes for me to sit down and record the podcast, my brain is just all like everywhere thinking all the time. And so it's difficult for me to stay engaged at the task at hand. That is truly why I need my husband in my life because he is so good at seeing like all the steps it's going to take us to get where we're going. And I, I see all the steps and I just like want to just like freak out and run around in circles and not focus on the task at hand. So <laughs> I'm committing to getting back on the mic, recording some episodes for you guys. I got lots of stuff in my brain, but to actually sit, ga- sit down uh, and get it done in the midst of all of my own like internal excitement, um, I'm kind of just like an excited puppy, not wanting to do anything but play and jump and run and freak out. So anyway, there's a visual for you. I'm sitting back down at my desk in my room to um, to bring another episode to you. So let's just dive right in. You guys ready? So I had another lesson from my five-year-old. So <laughs> really and truly the best examples in my life of emotional processing and emotional examples, emotional management and health um, come from my children. Not because they're you know deeply emotionally healthy, but because they process everything outside of their bodies. You know, like if they're upset, you know they're upset. If they're happy, you know they're happy. If they're sad or grieving something, 
It's big, it's expressive, and it's outside of their bodies because they don't have emotional management to like process internally, to figure things out. So they figure it all out um, for the whole world to see. And so that for me has just been this amazing learning ground for um for understanding emotions and emotional processing. And it's all stuff that um, the Lord is like simultaneously teaching me and then uses my children as an example. (laughs) And it's pretty awesome. I feel like kids are actually really emotionally healthy because, you know, if they're, if they're in an environment where they're allowed to be emotionally healthy, they just express what they need to express. Um, They, they, they learn really quickly what they need. They allow their needs to get met. They, they allow you to meet their needs and then they move on. And in adulthood, we don't really do that, you know, and sadly, because kids aren't often, you know, given the space to have their emotions and to process their emotions um, too often. I think those things are being shut down. Then they grow into adults who also don't really know how to emo- to um, man- manage their emotions in a healthy way. And that's why that's why we all have our broken parts is because, you know, we weren't really taught how to process and healthily manage our emotions and to to allow the expression of those things. Anyway, all of that to say, something happened with my very profound five-year-old who sometimes will say things that just kind of shake me to my core. We were on our way home from our summer vacation with Andy's family. So um, we have been doing this amazing, amazing trip um, since Andy and I were dating. So nine years in a row that we've had a beach vacation. Now, a couple of years, it's had to shift to a lake vacation because there were hurricanes on the way and that type of thing. But we do this every year and it's one of our favorite weeks out of the year because it's so much fun. It's so connected. Everett absolutely, well, Everett and Juliet both, they just love Pops and Gigi. They love them so much. They love their uncle Tyler and their aunt Katie, and they love aunt Sissy who wasn't able to be with us this year, but it's just the most connected, amazing, wonderful time. And the kids love every minute of it. So this year, We were all saying goodbye in the parking lot, Um, you know, after a week of being together, everybody was going their separate ways and um, it's always a sad moment and we we try um, to always have like our next date that we're going to see everybody on the calendar before we leave each other so we at least have something to look forward to and that helps the adults (laughs) manage our emotions about not being together but it's not as helpful for the kids. So we're saying goodbye, you know, Everett's... Everett's emotional. He's upset. Juliet also is upset, but she's not able to really identify what's going on as much. Um, But Everett is really upset. And then all of a sudden, he bursts into tears. We're like, the doors of the van are closing. We're all about to leave the parking lot. You know, Pops and Gigi are driving away. And Everett starts a level 10 screaming fest about wanting ice cream. I want ice cream. And it is an absolute meltdown. And it did not take some kind of Sherlock Holmes of emotions to know this is not about ice cream. This was just like an out of nowhere emotional eruption that came from the depths of him. And he was so upset that he wanted ice cream and he was just crying and crying and crying and crying and crying. And he stopped talking about ice cream and just allowed himself to completely and fully cry. And when he got to the end of it, he just sniffed and went, I miss Pops and Gigi. 
And I thought, I know, I knew, I knew that's the whole time that this was what this was about. Um, and I just, I just affirmed him. I validated him. I know you miss them, buddy. And I really miss them too. And it's hard. It's hard leaving them. It's hard leaving such an amazing and fun week. It's hard not knowing when you're going to see them again. That's painful. And I miss them too. And just, you know, let him cry and cried with him and and felt all of that sadness. But the takeaway for me in that moment was how often is what we think we're upset about not actually what we're upset about? Like how often is that surface emotion, that surface response, that initial response to something not actually about what we think it's about? Do you hear what I'm saying? I think more often than we actually are aware What's truly happening in an emotional response to something is that something deeper inside of us has actually been triggered um, or touched on. And we're like expressing these emotions about really wanting ice cream when in actuality, if we could just get to the deeper level, we would know, actually, no, I'm really missing my family. And ice cream was my way of trying to soothe or numb or whatever. I don't know what I don't know whatever its motivation was in wanting ice cream. I honestly think he just needed an outlet to cry (laughs) at that moment. But I think it really, really, really applies to us. You know, I actually was on the phone um, with a friend this week who was processing through something that was really, really hurtful. And I found myself I continued to say, why was that hurtful? And she would say, well, because because they didn't think about me. I said, well, why, why do you think that hurt so much? Well, because I don't feel like anybody ever thinks about me, you know? And it came to this deeper place of like, wait, it's not actually about this incident that happened that was hurtful. It was deeper than that. If you ask yourself why, why was that thing hurtful? Well, I felt left out. Well, why is the feeling of being left out hurtful? Well, because this person is consistently leaving me out. Okay, well, why is that person's consistently leaving you out hurtful? Well, I've never felt included. I have a fear that I will be left out. I actually have a deeply seated fear that I'm I'm going to be I'm going to miss out. I'm not going to be included. I'm going to be forgotten. Right. And then you actually get to the to the level, the the true source of what's actually going on. It's not about ice cream. That's what I'm here to tell you. I'm here to tell you that your emotional processing isn't actually about the ice cream. So many times I think maybe I'm going to pick a high number based on years of research. (laughs) 97.42% of the time your emotions aren't actually about what you think they're about. (laughs) Just kidding about the years of research thing. I just think it's a high, I think it's a high percentage. (laughs) So you guys, this is really what I want you to gather today. And I'm going to give you a story from my own life where that actually was very much true, that that, that was really the case. So it's a little embarrassing. And this is honestly one that is probably going to turn into another episode entirely um, because there's a deeper level, a deeper layer of stuff that happens with this one. But I'll give you an example. I, I, if you know me, if you've experienced me, if you have had any real time 
with me, I hold myself to some um, standards that are unhealthy. So I I have some expectations of myself because I, I am a high capacity person. I can spin a lot of plates at the same time. I can manage a lot of things. I can lead things really well. I, I just, I, I'm a high capacity person. I can get a lot done. I'm, I am a getter dunner kind of person. I um I love when I have to-do lists and checking them off and I can just roll with I can just roll with the game. Like that's just how I am. It's how I'm made. I'm you know, for those of you who know, I'm an Enneagram 3 in the most 3ish ways. So, um high achieving, high performing, uh getting it done and I do have a high capacity. I'm a doer. So that's just it's just real. Um and I have learned to I have learned part of my journey has been learning how to accept what's healthy about that and heal from what's unhealthy about that and get a grip on reality of what I actually can do and lower my expectations. It's a whole journey. We've talked about perfectionism before. We've talked about performance before. Maybe I need to circle back and do another episode, but that's the journey of my life is like giving myself an actual break. Um <laughs> and relieving the pressure. Um, But anyways, that's neither here nor there. What I'm trying to tell you is about a time, and by a time, I mean um, every day of my life, when I was holding myself to an an unrealistic standard. And I can sometimes like idealize how things are supposed to go. And so I had idealized... I'm laughing at myself <laughs> because I know that anybody that's close to me or has experienced this side of my personality is like, yes, yes, you understand yourself. Good job. Good, good assessment of you. <laughs> so anyway, I had idealized this day, this homeschool day that I was going to have with my children. I had mapped it all out. We're going to do these activities and they're going to love it. I saw this other Pinterest mom who did this activity and her kids just loved it and they were all smiley and the sun was shining and everybody was happy and there were bubbles in the background and I had this whole day mapped out as to how it was going to go and well spoiler alert it for sure did not go that way (laughs) didn't go that way at all the wheels fell off of this plan like almost immediately seriously. And so, you know, neither one of the children appreciated the activity that I had planned. Um, No learning was happening. Like their capacity for learning that day was just at a zero. Um, Everett had just learned how to like sniff out learning. Like even though it was a creative activity, he was like, this smells like you're trying to teach me something. And I'm not here for that. So he had just like caught on to the fact that all these fun activities that mommy was doing was actually like learning based. And he was not about it. He had gone all sleuthy on me and was like, no, I see what you're up to. And I'm not here for that today. So I was getting frustrated. And eventually I just like threw all of our plans in the crapper and went outside to play. And I was so frustrated. And when Andy came, I eventually I just was like, okay, we're not doing that today. Let's just move on to something else and just forget it. But when Andy came home that that afternoon, I was like processing with him, like nothing went the way I wanted. And I'm so frustrated. And he was like, okay, okay. Why was that frustrating for you? Praise God for it for like emotionally stable Andy and also the fact that he like has learned in our time together like really really how to ask questions and be emotionally intuitive it's amazing amazing find yourself an emotionally intuitive man it will literally change your life okay 
that's for all the girls listening, single ladies. Um, you're welcome. So anyway, he was like, okay, why do you think that was frustrating? And I was like, well, because the kids wouldn't listen. And he kind of just looked at me and was like, this is, this is not about ice cream. <laughs> this is not about the children, but okay. And he says, he says, oh, okay, interesting. And why do you think that was frustrating? I was like, well, they just, they, you know, they wouldn't listen. They weren't into it. I planned this whole thing. These other kids loved this game, but my kids didn't want to do it. And so I just, it's, you know, they're, they just weren't listening. It was them. They were just having the worst day. And he was like, okay, interesting, interesting. And he just kind of like, and as I'm like emotionally saying it out loud, I'm like, well, I guess I felt frustrated really because I failed. And he was like, huh, okay. Why, why do you think, why do you think you felt like that was failing? Like, why was that, why was that hurtful? You know? And I'm like, well, because, well, I just, I didn't plan it well enough and I failed and I didn't plan and I never have my crap together and I'm a mess. I'm just a mess of a mom. I'm a mess and I'm no good and I'm a failure. I'm, I'm just a failure. I'm a failure as a mom. Who am I to think I could homeschool? Who am I to think that this is going to be fine? And it obviously like came way back down to this identity thing of like, I'm not enough. Like I, as a mom, am a failure. The fact that my kids had no capacity to complete this, it was an Easter basket thing, okay? (laughs) To complete this Easter basket craft is obviously a reflection of the fact that I truly am a failure as a mother. (laughs) So it's good because I can laugh at it now. But in the moment, I was not laughing. I was truly aware of my lack and my 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 utter failure and who am I to think I could possibly ever be good at you know motherhood or homeschooling or whatever but the whole point of the story is well there's several first of all it's not about the ice cream it's not about what your kids said it's not about your friend leaving you out from the birthday party even though that is a hurtful thing I will admit like that's hurtful um, it's, but it's not about that. It's not about you um, feeling unheard. You know, it's not about it's not about the argument itself. It's always, always actually about what that hurtful message communicated to the depths of your heart. It's not about the kids not wanting to make an Easter basket craft. It's actually about my own fear of failing as a mother. And that sounds really deep. And I know you're like, Danielle, not everything is that deep. (laughs) This is another one of the things about me. If you know me, like everything in my life is deep. Everything in my life is (laughs) intentional. Like everything is something. (laughs) Literally, nothing is nothing. Everything is something. Does that make sense? I hope. I'm going to make a t-shirt that says everything is something and nothing is nothing. That really makes sense to my brain. I hope it makes sense to you guys. Um, But really, when there's a large emotional response, if you're finding yourself like, here's here's the key, here's the takeaway. If you're finding yourself extra frustrated about something that really shouldn't be that frustrating, if you're finding yourself extra hurt about something that really truly shouldn't be that hurtful, if you're finding yourself crying and crying and crying over something that really shouldn't necessarily make you that upset. It's not wrong that you're feeling that emotion. It's not wrong that you're feeling that level of frustration. It's absolutely not wrong. What it is telling you is that it's not actually about whatever you think it's about. 
it's not about it's not about the ice cream. It's about missing your grandparents and feeling sad in your heart about missing your grandparents. <laughs> All right, you guys, I hope that was helpful. There definitely is more to that um, homeschool story that I want to share at a later time. Um, But today we're going to wrap it up for now. Keep these little messages, these little podcast episodes at a bite-sized, palatable length so that you can digest and process and talk it out, open up a dialogue or a conversation with somebody else in your world and, um, and see what kind of dialoguing is happening about this. And I would love to catch you on my socials whenever you're on there. I really am trying to do a better job of engaging with social media, though it is very difficult for me in this season. And sometimes I have to put my boundaries back up hardcore. If you missed the social media boundaries episode, check it out. It's a few episodes back. Um, Regardless, would love to chat with you. And I hope that you guys tune in next week for another episode of the Hey There podcast. And stay tuned because there definitely are some exciting things in the works for the Steinspring family. Can't wait to chat with you guys later. Have a great day.